Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Captain Jack Sparrow, formerly of the Black Pearl. Now, to the guts of it. Since you have stated that I was your most favorite of all the pirates, I have a small favor to ask of Captain Black Heart Bowdry and the enchanting Miss Charity, Queen of the Sea. That wretched scallywag, Captain Barbosa, has once again taken the Black Pearl from my possession. And I need you, your crew, and your ship, the SS Case Watch, to get her back. Barbosa is on his way to an uncharted island to uncover a substantial buried treasure. I and my companion, young Mr. Turner, shall sail with you and your crew, who I believe you refer to as the Creepies. Quite a large lot, I saw your crew registry on your book of faces thingy. My compass shall guide us, as it always points to the thing I desire the most. Unfortunately, I can't tell if it's pointing towards that wench or that bottle of rum she holds. In any case, we take the island, subdue Barbosa and his scurvy knaves. You abscond with the treasure, and I shall once again be reunited with my beloved Pearl. Savvy? Then we sail to the nearest port of call and break out the rum. What say you? Do we have an accord? I shall await your response. Just one small thing. No beasties on board. I hate that monkey. And so to you and your crew of creepies. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. Let's go, creepies. Let's go. Let's attack. attack. I love it when we get these calls. Captain Jack Sparrow is a fan of Case Watch True Crime Podcast. Who Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? 
Who knew? I didn't know. I didn't know either, but that was fabulous. Can't believe he actually called in and talked to us. Do you know what I do know? What? I know that we sound fan-freaking-tastic because we're in the same room Wait, again. And, and do you know what else I know? What's that? It feels so good to be back in the studio. It does. Like, we... A lot of the stuff that people don't get to see, you still get a good podcast when we're recording remotely, but me and Charity have more of a, we like to like make faces at each other and stuff like that. I pick on her when she's trying to do the podcast, but wait a minute, what's going on over here? Something's different about you today. What is it, Mark? I can't figure it out. Did you get a haircut? No. New shirt? No, but I may have a new accessory. (gasps) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Charity looks like a 75-year-old old lady because she has these little glasses straps on her glasses. Is that what it is? Um, actually, yes. And um, I would like to thank Michelle Triolo because she sent me not just one little glasses strap, a whole bunch that are all different colors that will match my outfits. She tried. This so is funny. I want to pull the blinds back a little bit. So it got shipped to my house. So this package has been sitting on my on my kitchen table for like a week and a half. I literally walked in and said, where's my package? And I forgot. And then Charity not being the normal Charity like that we think she is. She, she goes to hand me one and it's a pearl necklace. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I don't want a pearl necklace on me. You should probably wear that one. And she like looked at me funny. And Kristen looks at me and she's like, I can't believe you just said that. Oh, yeah. That's Mark for you guys. I'm very excited. That's what she said. I'm very, very excited about this new accessory that I have. I don't even need to worry about my glass. I was, guys, I was flossing. I was so excited. Yes, she was. She did. And they didn't fall. I haven't flossed in a while. I used to floss before every single podcast. Um, You did the last time we did one in person. You did right in my living room. Oh, about something. I've never not seen you without you doing the floss thing. <laughs> or the. Yes. Yes. The pounded out thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is the stuff we miss when we're doing it remotely. <laughs> so mature. Yeah. We, we have the uh, the window so we can see each other, you know, when we're doing it remotely, but it's a little bit delayed. So we try not to look at it because it throws us off. But Or when Charity's trying to read our story and I can't see Mark and he says, don't worry, it's fine because I can see you. Yes. Because I don't can't figure it out. I have to. All right. So everybody, you know, a shame on you for not sending me anything. Come on, guys. I had just mentioned that I thought that that would be awesome to have. And our lovely creep, Michelle, just sent it. I did get taken care of very well during Christmas time from all of our creeps. You guys don't really need to get us anything. I just thought it'd be funny to say that. But I have to do my part because, you know, I'm old and fat and I like food. I need to make sure the creeps know that I have found the absolute best delivery item from a national pizza chain, and I am going to claim it. Domino's Pizza, you want me as your spokesperson because I'll tell you, those brand new little tot dishes that you have, they have like tater tots and they put different toppings on them. Yeah. Best thing I've ever ordered in my life. Really? Best thing. Like literally, I don't even ask for anything from Domino's from Kristen now because she just knows throw tots on there because that's all I want. Oh. They're so good. They're so crispy. They're not soggy. They're not gross. They're absolutely phenomenal. Now, I feel like I need to share this stuff with the creeps because they might look at it and be like, yeah, those are probably going to be junk. So then it brought me to something else. And I was like, you know what? I just discovered tots. You know, I'm taking full on credit for it. But there's other stuff out there that people love 
and that we might not even know about. This is where you come in creeps. I want to hear what is your diamond in the rough? I would prefer stuff at a national chain because we have people that are, are worldwide who listen. Oh, so we can actually have access to it. Yes. But if you do have that little hole in the wall place, that's maybe a regional place. I want to hear about it too. Visit us on the web, on Facebook, on our crime creep group. All you got to do is type in case watch crime creep. Join the group. Best discussions in the world happen in there. Oh, I want to so, know. So good. I want to know what's your favorite diamond in the rough little food menu item that maybe people don't know about. I like it. I think that's a good idea. A great idea. It really is. You can also text and voicemail us 603-212-4600. All right. I need to kind of level with the creeps and let them know. I broke my old phone and then I got a new phone and I didn't realize that it didn't automatically log me into the crime creep line. So maybe or maybe not was not responding to people. (gasps) Charity comes in today and says, listen, we have a voicemail from this person, this person, and this person. Mm -hmm. You haven't said anything to me about him. And I was like, we don't have squat. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't even know, guys. I knew. So I I went in and it opened right up and I showed her. I'm like, see, look right here. It's not working. So then basically I closed the app and then I opened up because like, oh, you need to log in to refresh your data. And I went. Oh, crap. And I was like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, no, the creeps are going to think I hate them. I'm telling you. No, you guys, I don't. I do not deserve this. Meow. No, you don't deserve that. Meow. You just wanted to hit it. Yes. I deserve this one. Yeah. Mark was kind of a douchebag. Oh, but the creeps did say um, that you were not a douchebag for crop dusting at Market Basket. Um, fair warning, Kristen thought I was a douchebag for telling that story on case. She did. She said she should, couldn't believe that she, that he told it. It's like, why do you tell people stuff and like she that? She didn't even know he told it <laughs> till people till she started read posting the on comments Facebook. on Facebook. Hey, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> I'm not the only one that cropped us. I'm not the only one who who farts or uh, any of that. Clearly, stuff. there's a dusting committee. There, I had so I lo- many. I love that. I have so many people that send me personal messages and then said, I thought you were going to say you sharded yourself. In yes. The store. Well, because you said it was you felt the hotness. Oh, God. I felt the heat. The heat was a rising. I tell you that. Oh, my goodness. Hey, guess what I have today? What's that? So the creeps have been very active sending me stuff. Yep. So I have some triple D's that were actually sent by a couple <sighs> different creeps. Um, one that happened at one of their workplaces. And then I have a couple extra um, triple D's as well. All right. So I need to make sure since it's been a while since we've done this, that people remember what triple D's are all about. Yep. Triple D's are not what you would say is an upright citizen, not an upstanding member of the community. You might actually say they are a, a dimwit. A dimwit. Uh, maybe a douchebag. Oh yeah, or a dipshit. Or a dipshit. Yeah. So triple D's, baby. Let's go. Let me just put my glasses on that are hanging around my neck, guys. She really did just pick up the spectacles and then stick them on. Are you really gonna leave those on your glasses? Damn straight, I am. This is awesome. These are a gift from a from a lovely creep. I am going to use them. I can always tell when Michelle listens to the podcast because my my messenger starts blowing up, and yes. I don't think she realizes. You don't just talk to charity. We kind of swap hit with you back because I answer you a lot too. Um, she personally Ugh. sent me a message. Yeah. 
Anyways. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, um. Stop, stop inflating Charity's ego, guys. Charity doesn't have an ego. Um, so the first little triple D was sent in by Taylor Cherie. Okay. It's really good. I'm just going to read. I'm going to read the headline first. And um, then, you know, you can decide. This is a little news article. It says, a man dual-wielding raw steaks slaps diner in the face or diners in the face at vegan restaurant yelling, if you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. (laughs) Do I need to rate this one? I don't know, but here we go. I'm just going to tell you right now from the title, not a douchebag, a hero. Hold on. Okay. Clinton Brewer, 73, has been arrested after assaulting close to one dozen people at a local (laughs) vegan restaurant. Larry's Secret Garden. Ooh, Larry's Secret Garden. Clinton was seen entering the restaurant during the dinner rush with raw steaks in each hand. He walked from table to table, slapping people in the face with the bloody cuts of meat. Gross. Yelling at each each one of them. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any... Pudding? How can you have any pudding if you don't eat meat? <laughs> he would repeat this over and over until he was stopped. It was somewhere around the twelfth victim of his walk by slapping when a good Samaritan inter- intervened by tackling and restraining him on the ground until authorities arrived. Oh my god! Okay, so let me let me say, you shouldn't. Put your meat on other people who do not want your meat on other people. Right. You should ask them first before you slap them with your meat. Excuse me, miss. May I slap you in the face with my meat? Right. Wait, hold on. Hold on. That's what she said. And if someone says, yes, sir, please slap me in the face with your meat, then it's totally acceptable. I'm going to isolate that. Hold on. Let me. No, you better not. I got to put an M right there to mark that in Adobe. Guys, do you want to hear the compilation that Mark has of all my like mess ups? He, he only I don't even think Mark. I have them anymore. Yes. I think we put them in an episode and then I hadn't. Good. I'm actually going to lead off. I'm going to end the episode with you saying, excuse me, put your meat in my face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my Whatever. God. This is phenomenal. I need a drum beat on my thing. Didn't. There we go. Okay. Here's, here's a local one sent to us by Karen. The Karen that you know. Wait a minute. Karen. Karen and Jerry. Karen the MILF? Oh, hey, Karen. How are you? Mark oh, yeah. says hello. Oh. How are you doing? Oh, wow. <laughs> Karen. Oh, goodness. Well, thanks for sending it. Here we go. An Uber driver in New Hampshire described to News 9 how he helped police find out threats against the Seabrook Walmart on Saturday were hoaxes. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Police said they received a report of a gunman and bomb inside the Walmart in Seabrook Around 11 a.m. on Saturday, police arrested Megan Levitt, 38, of Alfred, Maine, in connection to the fake threats. It all started at a Best Western when Levitt called for an Uber. As soon as she got in, she said, I need to get to Dick's or Walmart. I think my boyfriend's <laughs> getting arrested. Wait, wait, wait. She has to, she's in a hurry because she needs to get to Dick's? She's got to get to Dick's. Okay. Yeah. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> He's such a child. I'm so much more mature than you, Mark. You were just talking ever about since, pearl necklaces in my since, living room. Ever since I got these for my glasses, I am like so much more mature. Oh my God. Her driver, who does not want to be identified, said she jumped into his car and started making calls. The driver goes on to say, she's on speakerphone. I can hear the whole thing. Then she called someone, said Seabrook police. I'm like, oh, what is she doing? And she said, there's a man in Walmart with a gun. Still searching for her boyfriend, they pulled up the Dick's Sporting Goods, where they found him under arrest. They were they were bringing the, boy, bringing the boyfriend out, arresting him, the driver said. She jumped out, dropped all of her IDs and credit cards and everything in my car. Across the way, there was already a commotion. As the, that driver would later find out, a bomb threat at Walmart forced about 500 people to evacuate. He said he stopped to try to figure out exactly what was happening and overheard police. He asked the guy, did your girlfriend make that call? He said, no, sir. The driver said, so I motioned for the officer to come over. I said, look, she just made a call from my car. Wow. What an idiot. Why would you do that in front of somebody? Like, I, that's like. That's dumb. So dumb. Not only that, I'm going to go out here on a limb and I hate going to Walmart. Oh, yeah. So if I have to leave my crap that I've already shopped for in Walmart because you're dumbass. Yeah, 500 people. Just called in a bomb threat. Yep. I'm going to kick you in the nards. Oh. Like that is the unacceptable. Nards. Kick them in the nards. I haven't said that since I was in like eighth grade. That's a good one. That's really good. Do you know what I like to do? I like to just randomly bring up words from the past like around my kids because then they like look at me. They're like, is, what is he doing? Are these new words? Oh, I'd be like, yeah, that's like totally tubular. Wait, wait, yeah, we were going to start doing that. Remember? Yeah, this is gnarly, gnarly, and gnarly. You know, bring back the old. Isn't stuff. it weird how like gnarly can be used as something horrible or something like really cool? See, when I look at gnarly, I think of basically. You got my eyes closed here. Um, I think of <laughs> California. I think of maybe seventeen-year-old dude with long hair. He's a surfer, and he's like, dude, that wave was, like, totally gnarly. <laughs> Guys. That's what I think. Guys, he just made the hand signal and everything. Oh, I need to tell a quick story. All right. All right. So, basically, uh, your boy over here has been a scrub for, like, three months since my, my full-time real job. Uh, I haven't been on TV or haven't been having to do anything for a while. So, I just, like, grew out this massive beard, which I've always had a beard, but... For the most part, it was kept short and looking good, and so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go get a haircut. I'm gonna I'm gonna shave my beard. I'm, first, I was gonna trim my beard. So then I started trimming it, and then I, I I just took the razor right here on the side, in between my my mouth and my sideburn where it would have been. Oh boy! And then went right down, and I shaved like through, and I'm like, oh, now there's no going back. Oh yeah! And then I was instantly like, I haven't had no facial hair on my face, and like. Yeah. A couple of years. Guys, he just has a goatee right now. So then I shaved my goatee off, you know, shaved it into a goatee, I meant to say. And then I walk out and Kristen's just like looking at me like, what the F did you just do? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. But now my hair is gross. And since me and Charity have been recording remotely, I haven't been around her. So, right. you know, inside Iggy here, Charity cuts my hair usually in my kitchen. Of course. We had done the podcast. I ripped my shirt off. She shaves my head and we, we move on. So I, I called somebody and I found a place down the road because I couldn't meet up with Charity to get my hair cut. To so get my hair cut and I get back here and first thing I said to Kristen is like, 
Charity's going to think I cheated on her. What did I say when I walked in? <laughs> and she's like, she tells me, she's like, no, she don't care. Charity walks I in. don't care. She like looks and she's like, so Mark, when were you going to tell me you cheated on me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, God darn it. Sorry. Gosh got, darn it. Got to call you out. Oh, well. But, you know, so now I'm looking pretty pretty stylish, except I want to put, I, my, my face is a lot fatter now. Oh, stop. Than before I had the beard. So now, like, there's a lot of face, and I need to recover that. All right. The, your, I'm, I, your significant other is probably going to pull those off of your glasses when you fall asleep. Because she is now doing the head bob, making sure everybody knows she has little ropes on her glasses. I might even do a selfie later and post it. You totally I so much. should. Okay. Here, are we ready? We're ready. Next. So this is from Dakota Rogers. What's up, Dakota? Um, she said, I have a triple D for you. Um, work at a company that deals with aluminum tubes. Our scrap slash bad tubes are put into a dumpster outside the building, but the whole building is surrounded by a security gate and you need a badge to get in. Yep. So we had a person a couple weeks back bring a truck and load up the aluminum tubes in the back of the truck. Security tried to chase them, but they got away and they had license. They had the license plates. Reason they got away was people were coming in through the gate for work. Fast forward two weeks, a couple of workers noticed that same truck in the parking lot and no one was in it. Come to find out it was an employee at the job. They lost their job and had to repay the company the money the company was going to get for the amount they stole. So it was an inside job and they went right back to work. Wow. <laughs> People are dumb. I love it. Aluminum scrap is expensive. Yep. Any kind of aluminum. It's not as bad as it was about three years ago when, when it got to an all-time high. But That's right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Gotta love idiots. They thought really thought they could get away with it. They sure did. Gotta I, love that. I got two more triple Ds and then we can get into the story. All right. Slide them my way. All right. According to KTLA5, a 25-year-old Florida woman named Cheyenne Amber West and another woman walked into a Walmart and went directly to the electronics department. A Walmart loss and prevention officer said the two women began to take video game controllers, a computer, and other items. They then allegedly went to the clearance section and replaced the price tags on the electronics they were going to buy. From the clearance section, the two women went to the self-checkout, Mark's favorite, and started mm. scanning their items. Guess how much Cheyenne paid for her items? Um, I'm going to say $7.24. A whopping $3.70. Wow, I wasn't she that She really off. got a steal. Right? <laughs> The real price of all the electronics was actually $1,825.20. Unfortunately, this genius was caught red-handed. I mean, I don't know about this particular Walmart, but the one near me has cameras and associates everywhere and a dude that works at the self-checkout. Oh, and there's cameras at the checkout stations. Like, you can see yourself oh, yeah. in the camera. Here is what Cheyenne had to say according to the affidavit. I am just trying to get gifts for my son that I cannot afford. The computer is for my husband since he got me a coach purse. I figured he deserved something nice as well. Mm -hmm. See, it wasn't her fault. She was just trying to do something nice for her loved ones. Entitled much, lady? Cheyenne was arrested and charged with felony grand theft and shoplifting. She was able to be released from jail by paying her $3,000 bail. What I love about this is she's probably going to end up having to pay a crap load back to Walmart as yep. well. 
Yeah, that was not very smart. Idiots, man. All right, here's his. Oh, actually, do I have? Oh, no, okay. I will tell you, I done this for years, and when me and Kristen first got together, she hated it. Then she heard Charity's on board with Mark's plan, and now she follows the same thing. What is it? They're not stopping me to go through my my crap when I'm leaving Walmart. Right. But I, I just walk right by him. The guy's like, yep. you got to stop. Well, they, then why do no, you have I all don't. the cameras and stuff, right? I mean. You want me to stop to make sure I'm not stealing stuff? Then put people back at registers. Mm-hmm. I am so sick of this. I will never stop. I, I The only places that you legally have to are at private membership clubs. Yes. Costco, yes. Sam's Club, yep. that kind of stuff. Then you have to stop. But otherwise, you know, Walmart, they prey on people being stupid and not knowing their rights yep. is basically what it comes to. That's right. Oh, well, I'll let you carry on. Thank you. This came from WVUE, Slidell, LA. Did I say that right or is it Slidell? I don't know. Well, the creeps WVU, I like that though. WV, yeah, WVU. Yep, WVUE. This story has always been one of my worst nightmares, actually. Oh, boy. When you were a kid and you heard the melody of an ice cream truck just a few streets away, how excited did you get? Um, I grew up in a spot that didn't have a lot of ice cream trucks. Oh. So as an adult, I can tell you, like, if one drove in the cul-de-sac right now, I would just say, Charity, you're on your own. I'll be back. And I would just have to continue on. When we go up to New York. Yeah, to you put Kristen's them in your pockets. Family, yes, I did. If we go up to Kristen's <laughs> families, um, they whenever they have, this is funny because they'll pay an ice cream truck to come to the parties, uh, any of the parties. And I just full on take advantage of it. I start shoving ice creams in my pockets. Like I walk out of there with like nutty buddies and I think they still have the SpongeBob ice cream and oh, Klondike bars, Choco Taco, which they said are gone, but I just saw at the store the other day. So, huh. all right. I, I, now I, charity carry on. I'm going to go eat ice cream. My goodness. Well, it got me excited. I would run in my house and beg for some cash to get my favorite treats. A 42-year-old named Tamisha Morin was the proud owner and operator of Tammy's Ice Cream and Sweet Treats. She would drive around making children's day. What a great gal. Right? Narcotics detectives happened to be out and about when they say <laughs> the cute little blue ice cream truck drove by. They were quick to notice the license plate was expired, and there were no brake lights. So they did what any officer would do and pull the truck over. After running the plates, it was discovered that the truck hadn't had active plates for months. <laughs> when the truck was inspected, melted ice cream in the free it, they found melted ice cream in the freezer along with dun 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 meth and other drug paraphernalia. <laughs> oh, I just punched the microphone again. My God. Also found in the truck of treats were two adorable puppies. The puppies were sent to animal control. And as for Tamisha, is it Tamisha? Is that what I said her name was? Yes, Tamisha. She was arrested for possession of narcotics, an outstanding warrant in traffic violations. The police did say they don't believe any children were exposed to meth. Thank goodness. You want to know the funny part of this? Do you remember the movie Friday? Yes. Big worm. He drove the ice cream truck yes. and sold drugs out of the ice cream truck. And they, you had, you know, Smokey be like, what's up, big perm? I'm like, I oh, I love that movie. Oh, my God. Such a good freaking movie. It is. So this was sent to us by Gabriela Alejandra Negron de Abreu. Abreu? 
I am so sorry, Gabriella, because I'm sure I just butchered your name. But this is the um, it's this is what she had to say. She said, I want to know if you would consider this a crime of passion. I don't think so, but some people think otherwise. So I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. I can go on the record and people overwhelmingly agreed with me. No. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That was not a crime of passion. Oh, no, no, no. I got got lots of messages too. There was no less than 20 of them on the crime group. Doesn't matter. We can all have our opinions. Okay, Charity ready? has her fake accounts writing, oh, 100% a crime of passion. I do not. All right. First first of all, <laughs> do never, you guys really think that Charity has the wherewithal in technology just, to be she able? She just adjusted her glasses on her brim to look at me. And I all felt right. my little side pieces jiggle. All right. Whoa, mine do too, but I have different side pieces. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, that was the perfect one for that. Okay, here we go. We are going to be talking about an extremely sad case today, a case that some refer to as a passion crime. Like I said, right up Mark's alley. We all know how much you love the passion crimes. Sure do. Let's talk a little bit about a woman named Brandy Worley. This case was sent to me, like I said, by our crime creep, Gabriella. I couldn't find too much information about her parents, her home, her home life when she was young, or if she had any siblings, etc. Here is some of what I could find. Brandy was born on November 10th, 1986 in Indiana and raised there. Brandy met Jason Worley and the two were engaged for two years before they got married in 2009. And the two decided to start their life together in Darlington, Indiana. Sounds like a good start to a story, right? Right. Tyrell Daniel Clinton Worley was their first born child in 2009. Then four years later, they welcomed a daughter, Charlie Rose Jean Worley, in 2013. Apparently, Daniel was born prematurely, um, but made it through to be a happy and healthy little boy. It was after going through that scary time, Jason and Brandy agreed that their children would always come first, no matter what else was going on with the two of them. So because they almost lost their first son, it must have been a very, I can only imagine how emotional of a time it was oh, for them. It's got to be traumatic. And they, you know, once he made it through, they said, that is it. Our children will always come first. We'll be a united front. We're, we're going to make sure our little family progresses along. I read in more, one, more than one place that Brandy was able to stay home with the children while Jason went off to work. Everything seemed great for a while until about 2015. Jason began to question whether Brandy was cheating on him or not. In May of 2015, Jason got very suspicious when he noticed Brandy put a passcode on her phone. She had never had a passcode before, Mark. Dun, dun, dun. I have a passcode on my phone. He asked her why, and she said it was because she wanted to surprise him with a home office. Woo! She said she was going to have their neighbor build it and didn't want to ruin the surprise by him seeing all of her All of her naked, naked pictures? Guys, my passcode is on because I use Apple Pay, so that's the only reason why. I didn't want to make people think that Mark was being out here scandalous. Mark Shady. Just kidding. Jason Jason patiently waited for his wife's phone to be unlocked and looked through her text messages. Dun, dun, dun. His suspicions were correct. He saw very inappropriate sexting conversations with their neighbor. (laughs) She had installed a program into her phone that deleted her text after a while, so Jason couldn't get the 
solid proof he needed to, to confront her. So she, this is a this is a cheetah for you, right? Yeah. She put this program. I I would not even know there was a program out there like that where the messages kind of like just disappeared, kind of like Snapchat, like yep. gone. I don't I don't use Snapchat. I don't get it. According to the source, Tuco, Jason put some tracking software on Brandy's phone. After all, he was a software engineer. If anyone knew how to do that, it would be him. With more solid proof, he finally got up the courage to confront Brandy and the neighbor she was cheating on him with. At the time of his discovery, their son was six and their daughter was just two years old. He wanted to divorce Brandy and even separated himself from her. But she was conniving. All right, I got to stop you for a second because as a guy, I want to give my little guy input here because this okay. is this is a dude who's going through a rough spell who most of us have gone through at one point or another in their life. Yep. I.e. Mark's been divorced a couple times. <laughs> Don't have a very good picker up until this last one. <laughs> I was pretty bad at the picking. Um, if your whole goal, dude, is to leave her, then just leave her. Why do you need to try to find proof if it's already in your head? If your relationship here's all right, guys, this is this is this is a Mark talk. You've heard a TED talk. This is Mark talk in your head. If it's already gotten to the point where you're thinking she's cheating on you and you're bugging her phone or you're tracking what she's doing or any of that kind of stuff, that is now in your head and it's never going to go away. Right. And usually whether you want to believe she's building you office furniture like this lovely upstanding woman was or not, where there's smoke, there's fire. So if your ultimate goal is to have proof to leave her, that's like the dude who's in an online forum that announces his departure. Right. I'm just letting you all know I'm out of here. Right. Just freaking leave. Nobody right. gives two diddly squats if you're leaving. Obviously, she wouldn't either. So... Well, well, she probably does because she doesn't want to give up her perfect little well, lifestyle or whatnot. But let, let me continue on. As a guy, I'm just telling you other men who may be in this situation in the future or have been through it. Don't put yourself through it because if you're already thinking it, it goes for a woman, too. I was just going to say. If a woman thinks their man being scandalous, they probably are. Or any partnership. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't need to. Yeah. Uh, yes. We understand what you're saying. We, we us creeps get you, Mark. And that's pretty darn somebody, scary. Somebody does. <laughs> okay. So Brandy was very conniving and she was not willing to break up her family or break up what she had going on. Should have followed that before she was opening it up for the neighbor. Oh, All right. Yikes. That was a good one. She used the children against Jason, telling them it was his fault that they were separated and told him if he filed for divorce, she would keep his children away from him. At a custody hearing, Brandy tried to make Jason seem unstable to be around the children by telling the judge that he had once attempted suicide. I, I don't understand this. She is the one that was cheating. Yep. I bet she was only sad that she got caught and didn't want her perfect little life to change. Right? Because not only is he out of the house working all day, she's able to stay at home because he had a great job. And while she was at home, she could do whatever she wanted to with the neighbor, I guess. Right? Right. At I the, bet the neighbors are probably a loser. Usually these people, these chicks cheat on guys where they're total losers. Yep. Right. 
At the time, Jason felt due to his love for his children, he had no choice but to stay in the marriage for the time being. The poor guy was miserable, believing Brandy was still cheating on him. He even took to the internet for some advice on what to do. He posted on a relationship forum under the username Jason in Hell, asking what he should do. He got many responses, most of them telling him to divorce Brandy and a few telling him to give couples therapy a try. At a last-ditch effort to save his marriage, even though he didn't do anything wrong to break it, Jason went to Brandy asking her to try therapy with him, hoping they could get back what they once had. Brandy outright refused to go to therapy with her husband. I really think this douche canoe was so comfortable with her living situation that she had no intentions of trying to fix anything in her marriage. Oh, of course not. What, What was going on with her was perfect. Right. She probably just wanted to go back to how it was before Jason knew about the cheating and most likely continue cheating. Realizing that his marriage to Brandy was definitely over, Jason asked his wife for a divorce on November 15th, 2016. To say Brandy handled this news badly was an understatement. Boy. So guys, trigger, 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 trigger warning, okay? Really some nasty, nasty stuff come up, coming up, Okay. All right, so if you guys have issues with anything that happens that could possibly affect you, don't listen. Don't listen. <clears throat> because this is, to say this is a senseless thing is, I could, oof. Just two days later, Brandy would do something unspeakable, something that would change many lives forever. The day after Jason told his wife about wanting a divorce, they regrouped to be there for their children as Charlie had a dance recital that they both went to. So even though the decision was made, they didn't want it to affect the children and they wanted to both be there for their daughter's recital. As they should be. After returning home from the recital, Brandy announced that she was running out to Walmart to grab some pipe cleaners for Tyler. She's cleaning somebody's pipe, but she ain't getting pipe cleaners. Hold on. on. That's what she said. Yep. There you go. He must have had a little project he had to do. Or she was full of crap and just wanted Jason to think that's why she wish that's why she had to go. The real reason she visited Walmart was to buy a Kabar combat combat knife. Do you know what that is? I looked it up. Um, I'm assuming it's probably something fairly big because it's a combat it's knife. It's a combat knife. Probably looked like the old uh, survival knives like well, the Rambo ones. I mean, she must have been planning to go into combat, right? Right. Yeah, it's got to be what it's for. And again, paper trail, uh, cameras. I mean, these people, I'm telling you. The first place cops go to, guys, is Walmart. All right. Are you ready? I I don't think I have a choice. No. At about four in the morning on November 17th, 911 operator Kyle Proctor answered a call from Brandy Worley. Kyle said that the woman's voice on the line didn't have much emotion and in a matter of fact manner told him that she had just murdered her children. She went on to say that she felt tired because she had taken a bunch of Benadryl. Um, we actually have some clips of the 911 call if you want to play them, Mark. Trigger warning, people. Huge trigger warning. Airy. All right, here we go. Montgomery County 911, where's your emergency? 1203 South Addison Street. In what town? Darlington. Hey, what's going on there? I just stabbed myself and I killed my two children. You stabbed yourself and killed your two children? Mm-hmm. Okay, and what's your name? Brandy Worley. Brandy what? Worley. Okay, how do you spell your last name? W-O-R-L-E-Y. 
children at? In my daughter's room on in, the floor. In your daughter's room on the floor? Okay. What's uh what's your phone number, Brandy? And and what caused you to do this today? My husband wanted a divorce and wanted to take my kid. I won't want him to my kid. Okay, and how old are your children? Children three. All right, I'm gonna stop that right there. Isn't that sickening? I have a lump in my stomach. Yep. That I can't even describe. She sounds so like met like, I, like to read the story is one thing, and I actually that's the first time I've heard that because I wanted to wait and hear Ugh. it with you. I am just, it's disgusting. All right, real quick takeaway that I hope everybody who listens to Case Watch subscribes to because I do. They're not your children. They're that's right. Both of your children. Both of your children. He wants to take my children. They're as much of his kids as they are yours. Mm-hmm. Your one duty in life, you absolute waste of space loser, mm-hmm. is to raise those children. That's right. That's I am right. beyond belief with this and effing bitch. Especially bag. like in the beginning with, with their son and she they made this pact, right? Just to like throw all the ugh. Let me let me continue on because it, it to actually hear the events is Oh yeah, this is probably going to make me absolutely hate this person. My my problem here is the that part that keeps going in my head that I don't make sense is she didn't want to lose her children, so instead she's going to kill them and go yep. to jail for the rest of her life. Yep. Okay. And we'll Idiot. talk about that wound yep. she gave herself. They're usually superficial. I don't even know any more of this story, but they're usually I can tell you a superficial wound. But yep. continue on and make me more mad, Charity. After killing her children, she called her mother and told her she needed her to come to the house. She arrived just as Brandy was on the phone with the 911. According to WLKY, Brandy gave the phone to her mother as soon as she walked through the door. Kyle asked her mother to check on the kids to confirm what really happened. As soon as Brandy's mom saw the kids, she began crying uncontrollably, saying, My babies, and I I just don't know. After Brandy stabbed 7-year-old Tyler and 3-year-old Charlie to death, She then turned the knife on herself, stabbing herself in the neck. She claimed she was trying to kill herself. But in my opinion, that's bulldog. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good good thing. If she had wanted to kill herself, she would have. She could have slit her wrists. She she could have done anything. She could have. uh, I just I, I, I this is so senseless. Jason had been sleeping in the basement since he and Brandy had been separated, which gave this twisted woman the ability to move forward with the murders. He did just that the night his wife killed their children. He was sleeping in the basement. The police report stated that the family played on a Murphy bed before Jason bathed the kids and got them ready for bed. Jason said, I told them that I love that I love you and I'll see you in the morning. Then he went down to the basement to go to bed. That was the last time he would see his children alive. This is horrible. Yep. It's been said that she hid the newly purchased knife in Tyler's room, and when it was bedtime, she instructed him to sleep in his sister's room, saying they could have a sleepover. How disgusting. This is horrible. Tyler did as as he was told and didn't ask any questions. Remember, he was just seven years old at the time, and he clearly trusted his mother. This allowed both children to be in the same room, making it easier for Brandy to carry out her evilness. Poor Tyler was the first victim. His mother stabbed him in the neck until he was dead. While she was in the middle of the horrific act, Charlie woke up and asked her mother what she was doing. 
Brandy told the sweet little girl to go back to bed, and she did. Oh, my God. Once this evil biatch was sure her son was dead, she turned her attentions to her daughter and stabbed her to death as well. Both their little bloodied bodies were left right there in Charlie's room. Jason was awakened by his mother-in-law's hysterical cries. He ran upstairs to find his babies dead. He looked at his wife for answers, and all she said was, now you can't take the kids from me. Wow. Everything happened quickly, and the police got to the house by 4.30 a.m. When authorities asked Brandy why she had killed her beautiful children, she explained that her husband wanted a divorce and threatened to take the kids away from her, saying she didn't want him to have them. Um, I think he was right saying that she, she might, I wonder if he knew she was off in a bad way, right? It makes you wonder. I think everybody, see, maybe I'm a little different because I still live in the camp that people aren't really going to do these bad things. I like, know. They're not going to happen to, you know, somebody I know is not going to do this. Right. We all suffer from that. And I know. it's unfortunate because this cuff can happen anytime, anywhere to anybody. I just can't wrap my head around her thought process. She was the one that cheated and broke up their marriage. She clearly didn't care one bit about her children. No, she didn't care. The only person in the world she cared about was herself. Imagine making an excuse like that as to why you brutally murdered your children. Like this was a stabbing. That's personal. Yeah. That's painful. That is torturous. That is not, that is not some, you know, no, any way to kill your children would be horrific. Never mind this. But this was to choose this as the way you were going to do it. Stabbing is very up in your face. Oh, very, my God. Like, in, in depth. After being questioned by the police at the house, Brandy was taken to the hospital to have her self-inflicted neck wounds treated. Because, you know, want to make sure she's okay. Hate her. I wish she would have just killed herself and left the children alone. Me too. Later, she was taken to Montgomery County Jail in uh, Craw Crawfordsville while she was waiting her, for her trial to start. On November 18th, the day after the children's murders, the Congregational Christian Church held a vigil for Tyler and Charlie. Their autopsies confirmed they both died from multiple stab wounds. Again, like we just said, stabbing is such a vengeful way to kill someone. Very personal. Horrible. How could a mother do that to her very own children? According to the Journal and Courier, Brandy's first court appearance was from Montgomery Jail with the use of video instead of being in person. At the hearing, she pleaded not guilty to the murders of her children. Hmm. Hmm, is right. Jason was at the hearing. This is what he had to say to Fox 59. She appeared to be just as unremorseful as she did in the 911 call. She spoke in a very matter-of-fact manner when describing her crime. It was heart-wrenching to hear her speak as she did. All I want and have ever wanted was to have her out of sight and mind so that I may move forward from this horror. Her trial was set to start April 11, 2017, and it was said she was going to use insanity as the reason for the children's deaths. Brandy ultimately entered a plea of guilty, so she changed her mind because of all this evidence they had. Montgomery County Circuit Court Judge Harry Siemas was silent for four full minutes before he began to speak. He said that everyone wants an exclamation for an unwanted event, a parent killing a child. He went on to say, sometimes there is no explanation. So sad. Darkness is in this world and it penetrates minds and our hearts. He went on to sentence Brandy to 55 years on um, count one and 65 years on count two to be served one right after another. Judge CMS asked Brandy twice if she wanted to say anything in court, and she said no both times. Her attorney spoke and said there was no explanation for what she did. 
Brandy is currently serving her sentences at a woman's prison in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's been said that she suffers from depression and lives in an unemotional state. Here is what her defense lawyer, Mark Inman, told the Journal Review. Brandy displayed emotion during their first few meetings before becoming impassive. That's the only way she can deal with it at this point. She doesn't know why she did it. After the murders, Jason reached out to YouTuber Philip DeFranco through Reddit, letting him know how much Tyler and Charlie loved his content. In a video on his channel, Philip had this to say. Two innocent children were killed. Their futures stolen by the person that gave them life. So much love was just ripped from Jason's life. Philip then asked for his followers to donate to a GoFundMe that was set up to help with the kids' funeral arrangements and Jason's other expenses. The GoFundMe gathered over $50,000 in just a few weeks. Jason Worley kept fairly quiet after the deaths of his children, but posted to Reddit a few times. He posted after Brandy's conviction, saying he had suffered greatly in the months after losing his children. He explained how the grief was so unbearable he had started to drink heavily and have suicidal thoughts. He lost his job and ultimately ended up in the hospital. He was able to pull himself out of the depths with the help of his family and got a new job as a software engineer. Here is a little tidbit that might show some insight into Brandy's family. They used Jason's name to start a GoFundMe to play, pay for Brandy's defense team. Ugh. That is a dirtbag move. That I is ha- disgusting. I hate this entire family. Jason was not happy when he found that out and made it known. After his last Reddit post, Jason deleted his account and has stayed under the radar. It's been said that he found love and got married, but he is doing such a great job laying low. There isn't much more known, and I'm happy about that. I'm glad, right? Let this guy live his life. This is horrible. He's been through enough horror for more than one lifetime and deserves happiness. At the time of their deaths, Tyler was attending Sugar Creek Elementary School, and little Charlie went to Wilson Preschool at the time. Tyler liked to play sports, soccer, football, basketball, baseball, and wrestling. Jason has this has said this about his son. Tyler could walk into a room with 20 strangers and come out with 20 friends. Oh. Charlie loved to dance, as we said earlier. She had a little recital. Here is what Jason had to say about his little daughter. Charlie was a big ball of attitude. She loved getting dressed up and wouldn't leave the house without braids or a bow in her hair. Oh. Okay, Mark. The question of the day. Was this a crime of passion? Yeah, I, I can consider this one kind of one, yeah. but more I consider it a crime of douchebaggery. Yep. This right here, to me, doesn't quite fit the crime of passion. I, actually, this one, for me, is a... I feel like it could be because it's fueled by spitefulness, right? It's yeah, fueled but, by anger. It's fueled by... And I get that it was premeditated, but it was specifically because he was divorcing her. All right, so I'm going to do something right here that I haven't done yet. All right, just because I knew this was coming, Charity, I actually looked up what the definition of a crime of passion is. A crime of passion in popular usage refers to a violent crime, especially in which the perpetrator commits the act against someone because of a sudden strong impulse such as anger or jealousy That's right. rather than a premeditated crime. So pre- this lady premeditatedly she, did this. She did, but it was because of anger and jealousy. No, but you're missing the whole thing with a crime of passion that makes it a crime of passion. It was a sudden impulse. 
she couldn't just suddenly say yes, this, and then plan it. That, that's not the way it works. Yeah, maybe. She was like, this is going to happen, so I need to do this. Right. There was premeditation. So basically, a crime of passion, I come home from work, and I find somebody sleeping with my partner, and then I kill that person immediately. That is a sudden impulse because of a crime of passion. Right. Now, if I come home, find this, I leave, I walk out, we decide we're going to divorce, and then later I kill that person, <clears throat> that is not a crime of passion because now there's premeditation to it. Right. It has to happen quickly. Yeah. That lady is coming, remember? Person's coming out of the mall. She sees her husband with another woman. She guns it, runs her over, and kills her. That is a crime of passion in my eyes. Yeah. Just, just a little food for thought. All right. Well, you know, you can have your opinion. <laughs> my opinion that also matches the dictionary. Anyways, <laughs> it's been said that Brandy's Facebook was flooded with pictures of her children and posts saying they were her life. Was it all just for show? Were her yep. actions just a big evil tantrum, knowing that it would leave Jason with the ultimate anguish for the rest of his life? Punishment for taking away her cushy life? Those poor little babies were taken from the earth because they had an evil mother. I firmly believe that. No matter what kind of crime you think it is, whether you think it's a crime of passion or you don't, or you just think it's whatever, it was an evil, evil, evil thing. And I hope she rots in jail. And I really could care less that she's depressed. Sorry. I hope, I hope she does not rot in jail. I hope some mother who is in there for some crime that they didn't really commit and now is not being able to see their child. Now, maybe exacts revenge on this mm. douchebag of epic proportions. Yep. I This made me sick. That 911 call. Oh, my God. Did I say 911 call? I think you might have, but that's, that's okay. 911 call. Actually, like I, I hadn't listened to it before. I played it, and I was just kind of shot charity. It looked like, wow. This is like, wow. The way she was just so matter-of-fact is what really... Ugh. My husband was going to leave me and divorce me, so I killed my ch my children. Right. Just kill yourself, bitch. Sorry. I have no problems with it, you saying that, because she is one in this this yep. context here. So. Yep. I agree. And bitch can also mean female dog, so... Correct. It's kind of not really a swear. Someone made it into a swear. Yeah, but the best words are those double entendre words. I agree. So whether you're on Team Mark on Not a Crime of Passion or Team Charity of Possible Crime of Passion, we can all be on the same team that this absolute waste of space is a douchebag. Yep. And that's the bottom line because Case Watch says so. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Stole from Stone Cold. That's all right. Yeah. Really cool wrestling. Should I open a can of whoop ass as well? Why not? Go for it. <laughs> all right, guys. 603-212-4600. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.